Hi there and welcome to the Pondering Dam podcast, where we talk all things teaching, education, pedagogy and technology. I'm your host, Danny Summerall, and if you're new to the show, make sure you leave a review and share with your peers. Connect with me on Twitter, Instagram and YouTube at Pondering Dan, as well as at PonderingDan.com. So my guest today is Brian Host from Sydney, Australia. Brian is currently a stage three classroom teacher, which is grades five and six, collaboratively co-teaching in an innovative open classroom space with 112 students and five teachers. He served as an ICT integrator and learning coach and regularly consults to schools and conferences on STEM and STEAM, technology integration, design thinking, and the use of social media for professional development. So welcome to the show today, Brian. Well, thank you, Dan. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on because we've followed each other on Twitter for quite a long time. and Yes, um, been involved in many chats together. We have indeed, and it's always nice to put a face to the name. So we might start. Um, obviously, today's been a really big day in the news here in Australia about uh, school closures. Um, we're, at the time of recording this interview, we're still waiting for our Prime Minister to make an address mm-hmm. to the nation about what's happening, but uh, the Victorian and New South Wales Premiers have both, both announced that they will shut all essential, sorry, all non-essential services within the next 48 hours, which basically means that from Tuesday, we're either on holidays or we're working from home, whatever mm-hmm. they decide. So um, it's pretty interesting times, wouldn't you agree? I totally would. It's it's uncharted waters, big time. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know how you feel, but for me, um, I felt okay um, up until today when I was watching the news, and that was probably the first time that I sort of felt a little bit anxious. And um, but at the same time, I feel prepared. How do you yep. feel? For myself personally, I very much feel prepared. Um, it's I. <laughs> The last couple of weeks, I've sort of been going and doing a whole bunch of training myself, educating myself, speaking to educators across the globe, um, to one, to consult with them, but also to get growth myself about the potential because for so, many, for so long, the media was saying and the politicians were saying, we weren't closing, we weren't closing. Mm. But over the last sort of 24 hours, the narrative has very much changed. Yeah. Very much so. Um, I don't think I ever expected that we would get to this point, but here we are. So um, I've, I've said it to many people before. I, I see this as an opportunity to learn something new, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like what you said, it's uncharted waters and yep. we're going to learn as we go. So, um, <laughs> But I guess my first real question for you today is um, what has your school done to prepare for well, what seemingly is now um, going to happen, a closure? Well, from from our perspective, we've spent a lot of time behind the scenes preparing. So probably about a month ago, we, we started the, the conversation 
I was probably two weeks prior to that beginning conversations around what if, what's, what potentially would happen. Mm. Um, so since that time, the schools um, had our team develop um, policies and procedures behind it um, to make sure that from a continuation of learning, that still happens no matter whether the students are in kindergarten, right the way through to year 12. So there's support from every level. Um, we've had training that whole whole school training that we spent a whole afternoon together um, starting to explore some of the ins and outs of that then um, from my my coach's role I've spent pretty much the last fortnight um, multiple afternoons working with um, at the shoulder of teachers just training them on different products that are out there to support that so whether it was Google Classroom or Seesaw or uh, Google Meets, Zoom, whole range of products that are out there that are designed to support students learning. Um, but many of the teachers haven't known how to use them in the past or had turned up to a, a training session that had previously been done um, and on their own admission, um, listened with one ear, let it go through the other ear and went, oh, there's, there's not going to be a great deal of use. But now they've um, discovered that in a week, within a week, they've had to upskill themselves so they can successfully do this. Yeah. Um, and we're in the same boat. And I guess I'm in a similar role to you. And, and what I'm finding is that with a lot of things, while I know little bits about everything, I'm not proficient in everything. And, and so I feel like I'm about a day ahead of everybody else as far as knowledge goes. Is that what you're feeling as well? Probably a little bit more than a day, but yes, <laughs> um, it, it's more just um, because each of the products that we're using are rapidly evolving um, and yeah. getting pretty much daily updates um, to support us as educators. There's, there's massive upskilling that we're all needing to do um, so that it is a smooth transition for students. Yeah. So what's the sentiment around the place from people that you've spoken with? It's been really mixed. Um, there's some, some highly em emotional educators that I, I've come across um, in, in speaking that have pretty much said, shut the schools now. If you don't mm. shut the schools now, you're not going to be able to stop the spread where there's others that have been also able to, to see the perspective of we have got an economy that we've got to keep chugging along. And if we pull um, the teachers out, we won't have the, the places to be able to support students who are um, sons and daughters of those essential workers. So we've, I think there's been a realisation that us as educators are on that front line and we are known as essential workers. So. Mm. Um, from a from a public perspective this is probably one of the first times in a long time that um there, there's been that real value on what we do as educators yeah it'll be interesting to see what the sentiment with um the general public is on education yeah. during and after this um crisis because um yes. I think in Australia, teachers have been pretty undervalued for a very long time now. Mm. And I've, I've seen a lot of memes on social media about um, parents who are jokingly saying that they understand now what teachers have to deal with and, they, and they're much more appreciative. So um, obviously they're a bit more detailed than that. I'm not saying yep. the funny version, but in a nutshell, that's what they're saying. So um, you've probably seen the same. 
Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, my wife, my wife showed me one, which which I had to just sit back and, and just smile at the other day. So yeah. um, there is numerous um, reactions from parents out there, mm. not only in Australia but internationally, about this new learning experience. Yeah, yeah. One thing that I'm interested in is, um, like, given that you're in a similar school to me, which goes from, so you're a K-12 school, that's right? That's correct. Yeah, and yep. I'm a, in Victoria, we're a P-12 school. So, yep. um, but with our junior school students especially, we've been asked not to directly speak to our students about uh, COVID-19, um, just for the fear of... Um, increasing anxiety in students and, and you know really it's the parents place to be able to have those conversations so I just I guess for me I'd love to know whether you've been allowed at your school to discuss this situation with your students um, and, and if so how have you handled it or how have teachers handled it? Well at our school we we have been in, um, encouraged to actually be open with our students about what's going on obviously being sensitive and tailoring it to student age groups and and making sure we don't go over the top with details and that of course but our students see it already they hear about it on the media they're, mm. they're exposed to it and even though they may be sitting in the backs of back of mum mum and dad's car thinking oh they're not hearing it they actually are taking in a whole bunch more information yeah. Our job as teachers often is to help be that filter for them and pro help them process that. And mm. um, we started speaking about that earlier last week where the students then, we gave the opportunity to students to ask their teachers feedback and ask their teachers questions that they had about the whole situation. Um, in my home group that I have um, with my core group of students that I, I pastorally care for, we we normally spend 20 minutes a day in home group time we we could have quite easily gone for 35 40 minutes um because the students were so interested in having their questions answered now i'm not an expert so i couldn't answer all those questions there were questions that i had to then refer back to parents there was um, questions that came up and stories that students were were going that i sort of went I need to actually, before I can step in and answer this, I need to speak with parents. So um, that was probably Monday, Tuesday last week. And I ended up spending that afternoon solidly calling, mm. not, not my whole home group, but a, a substantial group of my home group, just to inform parents, these are the type of questions your, your students are, are asking these are the type of things that i've said and the school has said would you like would you be able to continue that conversation and the feedback that i got from those parents was um thank you for this opportunity you've now opened up this conversation for us we've been able to now um have that that discussion in a using words using phrases that were were the same as what i used so the students then were were then comforted rather than made more anxious. And unfortunately, this because of what they're seeing in the media, they are anxious. Yeah, yeah. And you're right, kids are anxious. And I think kids know a lot more than what we give them credit for. Mm -hmm. um, but I really take my hat off to you for having those conversations with parents because yep. as a parent myself, I would totally appreciate that phone call. Yep. Um, 
and I know here at home, I've been doing my best to be open with my kids as well. I'm lucky they're a little bit older, um, yep. but even as young as prep, these kids, they can feel what's going on. Mm-hmm. They know that there's something up and they might not understand it, but um, you know, they can feel the anxiety. They can feel the stress. They, they feel the sentiment that's coming from other people. So well, I think it's important that we address it. And a prime example of that, I was talking to a year one student earlier this week and they were really, they were really unsure of why they couldn't give their, their grandmother a hug. So mm. the, the social distancing that we are um, as a nation applying and not only us as a nation, other nations as well, unless students actually have a context for that, they're, they're completely, um, they don't get it. So yeah. um, those conversations are so important. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, thinking about now as your role as a coach, Uh, in your school so what what sort of things have you been doing to support your teachers to get through this well last last monday i um we were meant to have an excursion um or an incursion i should say that got cancelled so my head of junior school um turned around to me and said this is the potential of what could happen you know you understand this. Mm. I'm not going to put you back on class. I'm going to use, I want you to use your day in whatever way you, you feel best to use it and actually um, start supporting the teachers, start doing that professional development, set whatever up that you feel you need to set up so mm. we can be successful. So having that day to start with, I went around each of the, the teachers and put them into um, hangouts groups. So, for example, we, we do, a, in my stage, we do close to an hour's worth of collaborative planning most or three times a week. Um, so we're still planning to do that that hour each, each day or okay. three times a day. Um, but we're going to do that online through Google Hangouts. I went around and started training teachers on how to use things like Google Meet um, as a video conferencing software. So whether it's Skype or Google Meet or Zoom or other other products that are out there, training them how to actually engage with their students with that. Google Classroom, um, we've been successfully using that for a long time now. In the high school, it's a mixture of Google Classroom and um, Microsoft Teams, so supporting supporting the teachers in that, um, making sure that each of the students can get access to the internet. That was another job I did on that that Monday. Um, And then pretty much every afternoon, I've been just working with teachers to support, answer their questions about what education, what classrooms would look like in a couple of weeks' Mm. time if we do go to a virtual learning environment. Um, The other thing we did was... Did a had one of my colleagues. She um, ran a, a session on using um, Seesaw as a platform for the younger years, and um, it was a great session. For each of these sessions that we've done as a whole group, we've used swivel our swivel cams to record those and flip them as well. So yeah, that's we've great. got a few of those around the school. So um, different teachers. If we get to an environment where we are, some of the teachers will be taking those with them so they can access that. Each of those teachers have laptops, so they're, they're creating their own um, content. So it's not just things we're finding online, we're creating it a, a lot of it as well. So it's, it's taking all the different um, 
pedagogies out there and the tools out there and actually going, what's the best blending yeah. for our students? No, that's great. It sounds like you're using a similar mix to what we're using as well. Yep. Um, our junior school is using Seesaw too. Um, yep. Our middle school and above is using Google Classroom. Uh, yep. I can't speak highly enough of Seesaw. I just, I, I think I've talked it about a hundred times this week, in the last week, just about how good I think Seesaw is. But I think um, our teachers are really positive about using yep. it for home learning, which is really good. Uh, how would you say your teachers are feeling about using, well, not just Seesaw, but Google Classroom as well for home learning? Um, well, I think one of the benefits we had was for both of those products, we were one of the first schools in Australia to get on board with it. So yeah, we've, great. we've been here with it like for the long haul and we, we've very much got most of our teachers pretty all over it. Um, there's some teachers who are now starting to discover some of the newer features in both, but that's that's a great thing that suddenly it gives an opportunity for them to go, okay, I want to explore this more. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So I've talked about this to a few people recently about how I'm trying to stick to the positives about what's happening as far as um what we're going to learn as teachers and how this might change education in the future uh what what are you seeing as opportunities for teachers during this crisis um the traditional classroom will probably find it's um it's come to an end um mm. the way we learn will not be in rows anymore we may come back to the point where um things like the traditional format and setup of class may be the, the same, but we will have gone through a huge amount of um, learning and adaption during this time. So many teachers will come back into the classroom and not be able to teach the same way as they used to. Yeah. So things like where many teachers in the past have been scared of standing up in front of a video camera, that that's going to be much less than what it is um, currently. So willingness to, to flip videos and to um, use online resources, this potentially will be the only way we can actually communicate to our students for a period of time. So um, suddenly we're all upskilling in that area. We're going to have to go through processes of design thinking to, to map out how this is going to look. So um, I know that's very much within the Australian, Australian curriculum design thinking, but a lot of teachers from conversations that I've had um, across New South Wales and across Australia still don't fully understand what design thinking is because they haven't had a major problem that they've had to apply it to. I would say this is the most significant problem that we as educators have faced probably in history. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm really surprised with a lot of the teachers that I've seen as um, not really embracing technology, really going gung-ho for, mm -hmm. wow, I need to change right, and I need to change now. And, yep. um, and it's that whole diffusion of innovation sort of model and, and you're seeing all these laggards who are just jumping over the top <laughs> and uh, they want to be the innovators now because yep. they all of a sudden realise that they can't be left behind in this. Yep. Um, it's it's a fight for survival, really, if yeah. they don't. And they're, di they're discovering the potential of things. They're, they're going, hey, I, I can now see how this can work in a bigger picture. And 
um, because we've been so focused on our own little worlds, our own classrooms for so long, we, we've missed that opportunity to see the bigger picture. And um, now the, the, the world is pretty much been flipped on its head. So we are seeing the bigger picture and we're going, okay, we need to embrace and connect rather than isolate ourselves. And yeah. yes, we're going into a self-isolation time, but we've got to use other tools to make sure we don't end up becoming lonely. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, it's as, ex as oh, I don't even know what the word is. It's almost, it's frightening to think of what's happening in the world, but at the same time to, to focus on these opportunities and, and the positives that come from it is probably what's getting me through the most. Yep. Um, and I know a lot of teachers think the same at the moment, you know, they're, they're really trying to do new things and that's helping them focus on positives rather than yep. the negatives that are happening. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I got, a, got an email earlier on this afternoon from one of my colleagues who was just so excited that um, they, they were, had successfully been able to do multiple um, video conferences with um, people that, we're in their world that they were like, I didn't realize I could even do a video conference. So yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was pretty cool to get those messages and yeah. um, just teachers that are trying new things. It's yeah. exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I've actually had a few Facebook messages today from teachers at my school, which was unexpected. And yep. um, it's nice that they're reaching out to try and find different ways to do things. Yep. So I'm, I'm excited for that aspect of it. So, um, but I'm so glad that you were able to share your experiences today, Brian. It's, uh, Thank I think it's, you. I, that's, that's okay. I think it's really important that we share these with the world because, like you said, we're going through unprecedented times. Yep. There's things we don't know. There's things we're feeling our way through. And I, I just, I'm a really big believer that talking through our problems can help a lot. And I think you know, as someone like yourself, that's also very involved online in different networks. Yep. Um, I guess we value, you know, how much we can learn from other people. And, and I guess that's my hope from this meeting now is that other people can take this and maybe even if it just boosts their confidence, yep. you know, that's great. You know, maybe we'll teach one teacher something new, which is yep. brilliant. You know, that's one more than what we had five minutes ago. So yep. And, yeah. it, and it's just being willing to try. And like we, we've heard the saying before, fail doesn't mean doesn't mean death. It's not failure, so to speak. Fail just mm. means first attempt in learning. So yeah. that's what we ask of our students. So yeah. that's currently what the world's asking us as educators: try yeah. something new. And if it if it all fa falls over, iterate it and develop it a little bit further, and then try again. Yeah, absolutely. Good advice there. So. Uh, I really want to thank you, Brian, for being part of the podcast today. Um, if you're on Twitter, follow him at host Brian, uh, but he's also got a website, which is brianhost.blogspot.com. Uh, but before we sign off, Brian, do you have any parting words for our teachers out there? Yeah, just, just be willing to, to grow yourself, willing to connect with people and, and ask for help. There's, yeah. there's people out there who are so, so keen to, to assist in any way. So reach out. Don't be yeah. scared of, of calling. Don't be scared of asking for help because people are, are so willing. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of that, actually, um, if you do want 
any advice you can get in touch with Brian, but you can also get in touch with myself. Um, my, uh, I'm on Twitter at pondering Dan. You can also email me at Dan at pondering Dan.com. And if you've got questions for Brian, I can always forward them on too. So, um, so thank you again, everyone for tuning in today. Thank you again, Brian, and please look after yourself, your family and your friends, and let's all stick together. Uh, all the best for now. Bye.